Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Wow, everybody, I know it's been some time, and I am really sorry about that. Um, this may seem like really a silly thing, but it, I, I use my headphones um, to do my pods, and I know you could, you know, you could probably use your own phone, but I, I want to uh, let you know I, I don't have any, so I had to go get some, and it took me some time and um, kind of silly but I, I finally got some and, and so I can begin my podcasting again with you guys and um, just another talk with just Joe Meyer here all of you here today so thank you for for joining me as we kick off another episode and uh, for those of you who listen and, and get notified and and uh, to, to wonder what happened to Joe what happened what, what's he been up to you know and I appreciate your concern I appreciate you are concerned about me because I don't want to give this up. I don't want to just stop potting or podcasting with you guys um, because this is this is my voice, you know. And although it's it may not be a very important voice to many out there, you know, it's important to me. It's important to those who know me. It's important to those who want to get to know me, like all of you out there who are listening, right? Um, so thank you for being here with me. So let's see, where, where do I want to start today? So, uh, I, you know, we have some things to talk about today, but uh, let's get started with our a few of our songs I have today for you guys. And uh, let's see here. And this will kind of um, kind of go a little bit of a theme, but let's start here. This is an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. When I'm back on top, back on top in June, I said that's life. Some people get their kicks stomping on a dream But I don't let it, let it get me down Cause this fine old world, it keeps spinning around I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet A pawn and a king I've been up and down and over and out and I know one thing Each time I find myself Flat on my face I pick myself up And get back in the race That's life That's life I tell you, I can't deny it I thought of quitting, baby But my heart just ain't gonna buy it and if I didn't think it was worth one single try, I just thought I'm going bird and give a fly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so, that's the great Frank Sinatra, as many of you know and familiar. 
So what, what, what does this song have to do with anything, right? Well, it's a good song, right? Um, but I'll tell you kind of what got me interested in this song by hearing it. And it's, it's kind of a, a theme today. And really talking about things that we've talked about in the past. But, but every conversation is a little bit different. And, um, and that's mental health, you know. And recently I watched uh, The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> if not, I've been saying it wrong all these years. And um, and just and, and this is one of the songs that was was literally in in the movie. Um, but there was other aspects that I was. Um, there's other aspects of mental health that I was. Um, reviewing and going through and um and that was a show that i'm watching now which many of you may have seen it but i this is the first time i'm really seeing it because i didn't really have the access or to it like the cable channel which was showtime but i'm watching it on hulu which is homeland with uh claire danes and what an incredible show what an incredible show um and just the just the incredible drama, the heartache, and what what the main character Carrie Matheson goes through when dealing with her mental health, right? You know, um, and it really opened my eyes because, especially these two, you know, pieces of media from film and TV, and thinking about how mental health is portrayed you know in the media and sometimes it's portrayed correctly sometimes it's not sometimes it's over dramatized sometimes it's like oh that's not real that's not realistic you know sometimes it is I mean I for one um, have dealt with suffered with mental illness not saying I'm struggling right now, but I do have my days. It never goes away. But I did have my dark period in my life in late teens, 20s, and, and early 30s until I met my wife and had my daughter. And that changed for me. But, but those feelings don't always go away. And I don't want it to be realistic like they just disappear because they don't. You know, um, what I liked about the show is at first I, I didn't know anything about it. I knew it was about, in a sense, about government and the CIA. And that's really my, my, my knowledge at that point when I be, began to start watching it. You know, the Middle East, you know, things of that nature. But it's so much more than that, you know. Um, Carrie Matheson... Um, AKA, you know, or Claire Danes did an incredible job in that show and just her vulnerabilities showing how she's trying to do a tough job and survive life and it seems like one thing after another just goes wrong and she's trying to keep it together and she's losing it at times she's losing it and um, 
and I can I can relate and many people out there can relate right mental illness is a, is a serious problem today it's something that I believe it's getting worse and yes we have modern medicine we have any drug that you can imagine we have psych- psychotherapy we have uh, other forms of therapy electroshock therapy you name it it's there it exists right so some people may say well you know why if you suffer through mental illness or you have certain like depression or high anxiety or things that allow you not to function like a like a typical like normal person right why don't you get help why don't you seek help and i'll say this people are people are getting help right but that doesn't mean that those symptoms those feelings go away even with medication in my late teens 18 19 early you know in my 20s i took medication for depression um, anxiety i couldn't sleep right one of the reasons that people struggle sometimes is because the wheels are always turning in your mind your mind never literally shuts off sometimes and it keeps you up at night it keeps you up because you're worried you're thinking about things and you're thinking about well, what am i gonna what how, how can i solve this how can i stop feeling this way how can i um how can i just get better why am i not normal why do i have to go through this why do i have to struggle why well, and for me it was kind of like where uh, in most of my life before i met my wife and my and had my daughter i was alone i mean yeah dad was around mom was around sister was around but they were living their own lives right even when i was living with my father um he 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 pretty much took to himself he was just in his room and he went to work of course I was the same way. I went into my room, closed the door, watched TV in my own little world. And that's where the voices, so to speak, not literal voices to me anyways, that's where the voices would just say, you know, the mind would start ticking away. And it was, it really got to me because I I felt alone. I really did. And I was searching for people in my life, friends, a girlfriend, somebody to love me, but not as a family member. Somebody loved me like a girlfriend. I couldn't find that person. Actually, one of the problems that I would always have is that, you know what? My weight. You know, and some of you out there may say, well, what's the big deal? You know, there's fat people everywhere, right? And they find people, yeah, they do, they do. But there were parts of me, part of my personality, part of my, who I was that, I don't know, turned people off. And they don't want to be around me. I was, I was very, I was soft-spoken most of my life until, you know, I started to change older in my Later in my life, I started to change, be a little bit more outspoken. And that was the reason, because of that, was because people would walk over me. People would step on me. 
And eventually I got tired of it. You know? And I got fed up. And I said, you know what? And, and to a certain degree, people still try to walk over me because I, I have a, you know, when people speak to me, they see like a sense of vulnerability about me for some reason, a kindness that people feel that they can take advantage of. You know, even my voice bothers people sometimes because it's, it's in my opinion, this is what I feel. It's, it's kind of a higher pitched voice almost feminine in a way sometimes and that's just how i speak right some of you out there may say no joseph you sound fine you sound normal and the the thing is when i was a lot younger meaning in my teens i had very strange mannerisms and I, maybe I wasn't noticing it back then, but people would treat me differently because of those mannerisms. Like, um, I'll use the word feminine again, using feminine mannerisms, right? Now, I'm not, obviously, I'm not gay or anything, you know, not that, you know, gay people only use those mannerisms. Um, some are very masculine, right? And I'm talking more generally towards men. But... I, I had those mannerisms that threw people off along with my high-pitched voice at that time people associated and, and thought I was uh, homosexual and not that there's anything wrong with that in a sense you know I mean yes I'm a Christian and I believe that homosexuality is a sin in the eyes of God but that doesn't mean I hate those people that doesn't mean I wish death to them or wish harm to them no they're still god's creation and they deserve respect and that's a big problem even today you know and i'm not to get off topic but homosexuals bisexual transgender people they're not treated always normal they're not treated like everybody else they're treated almost like an outcast. Like, like, oh, get away from me. I, I don't want to be near you. And I, and I get it. I, I don't feel that way towards them. I, I, I know sometimes in society, we don't know, we act, react differently because we really don't know them or we don't know them at all or we don't understand why they look a certain way or act a certain way or, or because we're not in their circle, right? We are not them. We are not in their life. For the for many of you who under who have let's say homosexual excuse me homosexual friends transgender friends family members, you know you you see a very different perspective than outside of society, right? Who who sometimes looks at those individuals with d- disgust, right? Especially the uh, Christians. I'm sorry to say. You know, they basically outcast them. Like get away from me! You can't you can't join our church. We don't want you here. You are a sin against God. That's their attitude at times. Instead of projecting love and kindness and understanding, we can't change that person. Well, maybe we could in a sense, but it has to come from a loving place. Does that mean we should try to change or revert gay people to be straight? No. 
I mean that we don't have any control over that you know that they're living their own lives and we should respect how they want to live their own lives regardless of how we feel about them or how we feel that their lifestyle goes against ours that's their own life no one just like no one has a right to tell us um, how we should live our life right and when people try to tell us how whether it's a family member a friend anybody we get angry we get upset and we say hey, how dare you how dare you tell me how to live my life you have no right you have no right to to um, to tell me how to live my life well we have no right to tell them how to live their life whether you're straight gay transgender Christian Muslim Hindu Jewish whatever you have no right to tell them but you know we live in a very you know my opinion dark times where people find it's okay to treat people poorly they find it acceptable and I don't find that acceptable you know I find it disgusting now I, I may not agree with the lifestyle of people other people whether you're gay straight whatever depending and you know there's things that I don't agree with with how other people live their lives you know one of the things I don't agree with which some of you may find you know like well what's the big deal pot smokers weed smokers yeah I don't I don't like those I don't like it I don't like the smell it's disgusting to me I don't understand why people do it especially you know but I understand in the sense that it's legal in the state of California it's not a federal it's not federally legal it's state legal which gives people the right to do whatever they want with it you know buy it purchase it you know if there ever comes a time where hard drugs are legalized like um, you know cocaine or something or heroin people will go buy that too on the street you know that that's kind of the the direction our society is going sometimes we're, we're getting there I'm sorry to say yet that's their own life if they want to kill themselves and I'm not saying weed will kill you but if you want to go kill yourself and and, and you know be like that that's your choice who am I to say don't do it now I would hope that you know you'd want to live but many times people using drugs hard drugs especially and alcohol at times don't see it that way they see it as you know I'm just letting off some steam I'm stressed out so I'm gonna take a hit or I'm gonna take a drag or I'm gonna go have a drink or a few drinks and, and just relief release some of that steam pressure off me and they go overboard and then some ended up dying right but um again I have no right to tell them how to live their lives even as when somebody was to look at my life they may see well you know maybe they think I need help right um, you know but um, we'll see but back to mental health right you know um, and the show Homeland for some of you that 
may have watched it. And uh, and again, I'm not here to give you guys details about the show. That's not really what I'm here for. Or give you spoilers. Really to talk about, you know, that character's mental health and how she she's bipolar, right? And she, someone who actually, you know, she relies on lithium. And I, I've never used lithium, so I really don't know how it works. I'm sure it's another, you know, antidepressant or antipsychotic or whatever, you know. Um, as I, in the past, have had my own medication, you know, um, more for um, more traditional ones like Prozac, you know, for instance, right? Um, other medication to help me, you know, to help me, you know, sleep. Um, but I was many years ago diagnosed with bipolar, deep depression, you know, I don't. I got myself off of it, you know, and I don't, that's not something I'm telling you I recommend that anybody does, especially if you need to be under a doctor's care, you know, don't just get off of it. And that's one of the things that Carrie in the show, she would do quite often. She would just get off her meds because she felt like she didn't need them. She felt like I can survive without them. And then if parts of the show where she was just out of her mind, and that's not to put her down. She was just out of her mind in the sense of like she was, she spoke very fast. She, her, her thoughts were all over the place. She was uh, moving around. She just couldn't sit down. She just, you know, she, she, you know, she, she was delusional at times. She was, there was just so much she was going through where she made her unfunctional. But there's this point in there where, you know, she was very focused in the sense where she was like, Ideas would just come and thoughts would just come and then she would try to piece those thoughts together to help her solve, you know, issue or help her solve problems, you know, in doing her job, right? But that's not the way, personally, I think anybody should be really, really be living, right? I, I don't believe that. Uh, I think we need to all have, you know, a stable mind, um, but... Some people feel like drugs do something to them where it takes that out of them. It takes them their, that creativity out of them. And there's people who purposely don't take drugs just because of that effect. That they feel like drugs will diminish their creative side, diminish their thought process. And I don't know if that's true or not. Some of you may say that it is true. Like, And I, I, I've known in the past the differences between when I was on my medication and when I was off of it when I was off of it I, I was very nervous at times my mind would race um, my moods would change I would become very um, uh, just wanting to be on my own more I didn't want to be around people right my weight would fluctuate, which made my moods change because I would gain weight 
and I wouldn't be happy after that. I would be like, you know, hey, I gained 20 pounds. And I, I really was, you know, blinded because I could have improved myself back then physically, mentally, but I didn't see myself that way. You know, especially with my weight, I was, you know, most of my life I've been struggling with my weight. You know, it's, it's partly a family gene. You know, we are what you call big boned people. So it takes, it's incredibly more difficult to lose weight and keep it off compared to somebody or, a fa- or within your genes where, you know, somebody is naturally thin or they have naturally thin family members in their genes. And, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. Anybody can gain weight. Anybody in most cases can gain weight if they eat unhealthy, they don't exercise, they don't take care of themselves. But there are individuals out there who, you know, have a propensity to gain weight easier. Some are just naturally fit looking, thin looking. And that's because, you know, genes, I think, play a big part of that, right? Um, I don't have that. You know, my how I look now, how I feel about my body is important to my mental health. And I didn't see that before. I didn't see the, the connection. Because when I was a much bigger man, and, you know, I'm not tall. I'm only about 5'8". Okay. So weight, my face blows up like a fish. My body, it, it kind of, my weight gain evens out throughout my whole body so to speak but still you look at me in a picture when i'm at my heaviest and you're like wow well some will say hey you know you look okay you know there's nothing really wrong with you i don't think so i i do think so excuse me that there is something that the way i look i don't like i don't look healthy and i i i I cringe sometimes when i look at pictures of myself especially pictures with my daughter who she loves her papa, no matter way no matter way I am, loves me the way I am. Thin or fat. But one day she's gonna get older. You know, she's gonna look at me as you look at her mom, and her mom's thin. But I don't want her to be embarrassed of her dad. You know, and and some of you may say, well, no, she's not gonna be embarrassed of you. She loves you. Yeah. But I would be embarrassed for her. I would be embarrassed to, to, to be a blimp. You know? And I know we, we're in the age of body positivity and all that, where it's okay to be fat. Hey, love yourself the way you are. If you're fat, if you weigh 400 pounds, it's okay. You know, love yourself the way you are. I don't agree with those statements. I, I think they're, they're quite dangerous. And I'm not saying don't love yourself. I'm saying it's dangerous to, to, to tell people that if they're 400 pounds or very heavy or obese, that that's perfectly fine, that that's okay. And I know people struggle, so I'm, I'm understanding to that, that people struggle with their weight. People do try and have a hard time. People fluctuate the way they, they their strategies for losing weight. Some even starve themselves, and that's something that I don't agree with, right? 
We don't need to starve ourselves. We need a plan. Exercise. Even starting out slow, walking every day for a half hour and bump it up to an hour or 45 minutes. Drinking lots of water. Eating better. Watching what you eat. Eating less. Smaller portion sizes. There's a lot out there. We are not in a world where there's no information out there on weight loss. There's actually too much information out there. That gets a little um, confusing at times because one, and, and, I'll, and it's a lifestyle, I'll say that. One will say, well, eat this way and you'll lose this amount of weight. Or no, eat this way. Don't eat too much meat, but eat more vegetables. Eat this and eat that. And then, uh, you know, there's so much out there, right? There's so much out there. But really the, 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 the trick, or not so much the trick, but to be successful in weight loss and getting healthier is exercise, drinking lots of water, watching the, your calorie intake. Now, you could still eat normal foods. You could still eat pizza. You could still eat ice cream things of that nature, but you got to watch what you eat on a daily basis a little more closely. You can't go eat McDonald's three times a day and expect to lose weight. You can eat McDonald's once a day and and keep you under your calorie intake and eat a a small breakfast or, or whatever, right? But getting into the habit of and the mindset and of, of just trying to eat better overall no one's saying you have to starve yourself no one's saying you have to eat salads every day no one's saying you have to you know eat eat the most healthiest foods every day but you should try every day and you should also treat yourself to the foods you love i see people you know especially on strict diets where they restrict themselves extremely Oh, I'm not going to have that burger until, you know, five months from now. And that's my reward for all my hard work. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in you have to live like that. But that's them. That's those people. I go out. I buy food for myself. Go to McDonald's. Whatever. Whatever your choice of food is. But in most cases, I do eat healthy. I eat my protein. I eat my veggies. I eat my, you know, grains. I I drink my protein i you know take my vitamins i do all that it's 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 pretty much a, a part of my life and i'm losing weight you know um since january i have lost let me see here forty seven pounds forty seven pounds and I still have more weight loss to go. I have about, I would be very happy to lose another 13 pounds. A total of 60 pounds. That's not where I'll necessarily will stop. I'll be happy with that because I've, I'll, I'll be at my healthiest weight that I've ever been in my life. But I would like to lose an additional 10 pounds so that would put me at a 50, uh, a 70 pound weight loss, 70 pounds. And then that would um, keep me in my, you know, normal BMI weight. Okay. Um, 
or considered normal, but you know, I could lose more and I'd still be considered normal too. Um, but I think that would be fine. And then doing weights, doing cardio, strength training, I do all that as part of my, you know, keeping healthy, eating better, and and not feeling to the need that I have to like re- always restrict myself because that's how I am right now. I feel like I always have to watch my calorie intake. So I eat about a no more in most days, no more than 1500 calories a day, sometimes less. Sometimes I try to keep it between, uh, you know, you know, under, under 1500 or close to a thousand calories a day. If I can, it's not hard. It's not that easy, you know, um, especially cause I eat breakfast. I always eat breakfast every day. I take my protein shake after I exercise and then I have lunch slash dinner, you know, and sometimes I eat lunch and dinner just depending on how I'm feeling. Um, I snack a little bit at times, but I watch my, I still watch my calorie intake, you know, and there's been times where I just go over my calories, you know. It's because, you know, I'm hungry or I want a treat or I want something else. And again, I don't restrict myself to that point, but I don't do it every day, you know. All right, let's play this next song here. And um, this one is one of my, this is a a group that you've heard before, but it's just another song off their album. But it's Dokken. Breaking the Chains, right? By Dawkin. So how do we break those chains? 
How do we break those chains, those things that hold us down each day to live our full potential, right? It's not an easy answer to that. It's really not. But it's possible. You know? Thinking about the other um, piece of media I watched the film again going back to the Joker right and what an incredible job he did as far as Joaquin Phoenix and just the acting he portrayed in that film and just a, a man who needed help a man who I believe had a hard life who was abused mistreated which affected his mental health for the rest of his life. I really don't know the, the accuracy of the, that story, if it's in comics or whatnot, but it's just that story alone. Um, basically, um, from what the story says in the movie is that his mother adopted him. Um, she was mentally ill herself, having delusions, mental health problems, but she wasn't his biological mother. But she would leave him with her boyfriend, and from what the movie stated or implied is that he was abused. And I don't, I don't believe sexually; it doesn't seem that way. He was just physically abused, and which affected him. You know, he had a brain injury. Um, and it affected him for the rest of his life. Now that that's also realistic that people go through incredible, incredible things that affect them mentally, abuse. And I understand because I lived in in the devil's home of my grandfather Raul, who I refer to, aka the devil who verbally abused me from a young age and sometimes physically from the young age of about five or six when we first started living with him until adulthood, you know? Um, and it affected me into my late teens, like many of you already have heard me say over and over again. You know, it, it affected me into adulthood, right? It affects me to a certain degree today. I do think about it. I think about the damage he did, not only to myself, but probably to my sister and to my mother, especially. Because we're all in that household. You know? And luckily, I was able to recover, but not before to uh, not before coming to a breaking point in my life, a point that almost took me out for life, right? And I don't like to talk about that too often because it, you know, it depresses people, it depresses me sometimes to think about it, you know. But I think about the Joker, I think about what he was going through, 
how he was mocked, how he was disrespected, how he wasn't listened to. Living a life that was depressing, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, he was a clown at first. He was a birthday clown. But he was just a clown also in general for doing other jobs, you know, um, to survive. And he liked that job. But people don't like him because of his eccentricities or the way he, he acted or he was um, someone who was definitely um, strange in the sense. But that's due to the fact that, you know, of his upbringing, right? Now, in no way do I justify or ever will justify him killing people, especially his mother. Sorry, it's a spoiler. Or killing anybody. The only ones, I don't know, I may be wrong here. The only ones I find justifiable is when he was trying to defend himself on the subway. Okay? Um, because those guys were, were messing with him. Now, I don't know. Maybe he felt his life was in danger. He felt that they were going to do something. And you may say, well, they were just a bunch of drunk you know, Wall Street guys. What could they do? They could still do something. No one should be disrespected like that or treated poorly or, or physically treated in, in that kind of manner. Now, does that mean they should all die? No, that, they shouldn't. You know, every circumstance, every situation is going to be different, right? Um, but, uh, you know, that's where he lost it. He lost it. And, and, you know, it's understandable that people lose it. A lot of what that film is, although it took place in, I think, the 80s, still is relevant today. You know, rich people, right? Rich people. And rich people aren't the enemy, in my opinion. You know, some people, rich work generally do work hard they start a company the company becomes successful it grows up becomes a big company they make money and that's the fruits of their labor that's kind of um to give you an example of the company i work for where it's a software company there was one gentleman he was i believe he was an immigrant from i think thailand or vietnam or i I really don't know what country he came from. I know he was from Asia somewhere. Very humble man. Started the company 23 years ago. And created a software, a piece of software. Grew up the company over the years. The company got bigger and bigger. This week we went public with the company. We went public. And... That was his fruits of labor, right? Now, obviously, there's a lot of people involved who make that happen. You know, his the, the employees also. It's not just himself. But he started it, right? I'm sure, you know, he's a millionaire. I'm sure he is, you know. I'm sure CEO and everybody out there did get some, some nice bonuses and, and whatnot and stock options and things of that nature to, to reward their hard work, you know. But can I blame the guy for being rich? No, 
But, you know, it does depend, you know, essentially with the rich, how you treat society, how you treat those that are less fortunate, how you treat those that are not rich, how you treat the average Joe like, like me. Do you treat us poorly like we're nothing? Like you're mightier than thou? Do you treat us humbly like you respect us? Just depends, right? The problem is that with the rich, many times they treat society who are not rich like second-class citizens, like they have no value. That they made it and you didn't. That we are pieces of shit on the, you know, sidewalk, you know. That's the problem. That's why people feel such dis- the, such hate for the rich because of how they treat society at times. And it, it's nothing new. I mean, it's, people, rich people have been acting that way for, you know, since people have been able to be rich, you know? But they're not in my life. I don't know them. You know, just thinking about that. But anyways, thinking about the Joker, thinking about Homeland, thinking about other depictions in media, film, TV, about mental illness. There needs to be more open-mindedness. There needs to be those out there who really try to understand it and see that mental illness, mental health is something that needs to be paid attention to. And maybe to a certain degree it is, but there's still the stigma of mental health. And there's still the stigma of how people um, are treated because of their mentally ill or they're going through deep depression or bipolar or, or schizophrenia or whatever it may be, that they're basically like lepers. Like, get away from me. We don't want you around. You're sick. And that's what's the big problem in society today is that people are treated that way. Instead of having compassion and understanding. But people will do, always do that to things that they don't understand. You know. There is a lot of information out there. There's a lot of materials, internet, books, things of that nature out there, right? That people should really pay attention to, but don't, right? All right, let me play this last song here for you before we kind of coming up on the on the clock here. Um, I like this song. It's by Motley Crue. It's one of my favorites, you know, and and just I always have a good feeling when I'm thinking about it, and I think you'll like it too. Home sweet home. Does 
Sweet home. If you don't love that song, I don't know. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> But anyways, hopefully you, you love, you you enjoy the music that I play. Sometimes I know it's only short little snippets. Um, but the, it kind of just goes into how I want to present my. My material to all of you out there to hear out because you, you get an, a sense of my music of what I like to listen to um, and there's a variety of different senses that you you like uh, that you see that I like so but anyways thank you for listening you know as always but um lastly just kind of going into work You know, normal life, family life. Um, daughter starts third grade next Wednesday. <laughs> Pretty scary. Pretty scary. You know, I mean, any grade is scary to start for kids, but it, this is where it kind of gets to the point where kids start to get tougher, tougher classes, tougher learning, tougher subjects. And we were all there. And we all got through it in most cases. But it's still scary. I don't remember what I was taught in third grade, to be honest with you. I'm still here. <laughs> Obviously, I got through it. You know, I'm not still stuck in the third grade, thank goodness. But, um, but my daughter starts third grade next week. Back from, you know, getting away from, you know, being on vacation, you know. Um, having a trip of a lifetime, so to speak. Well, maybe it wasn't for her. She probably didn't think of it that way. But with it going to her mom, to her family, and um, our families in El Salvador, her 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 family's over there. Took my daughter with her, or our daughter, I should say. Sorry. Um, and you know, 
she didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. It wasn't an, enjoy in an enjoyable trip for her because dad wasn't around and it was very hot there. It was very humid. And my daughter doesn't like humid humidity. She doesn't like heat, right? Um, I don't like the heat either. I don't like sweating, you know? My wife somewhat enjoyed it. She was there with her family. But you couldn't really go anywhere. That's the downside. I mean, they went to the beach. They went a few places. But it was one of those situations where, you know, COVID is still existed, of course. Um, but, again, it was just that time that she may never get again. My wife, that is, because, and I'm not saying she'd never go back, but we don't know when she's going to go back again, you know. It, you know, my wife hadn't seen her family in, like, physically in 10 years, right? Since 2011 was the last time she visited him. And partly that's my fault because it was always a money issue. Um, it was an issue that my daughter was just too young to go to El Salvador. She was just a baby, you know, and I didn't feel comfortable taking it having her go over there my daughter was older she can walk she can talk she can be a little bit more independent um but she didn't enjoy her time to be honest i don't think she did all right um work is stressful it's challenging it's tiring but i still like my job i'm still thankful just made it through a year there in july which is a great thing. And thankful for that. Thankful for being able to, to be there and also teach still. I'm still a little teacher. Doing my best to support the family along with my wife who, who works part-time, you know. It's busy. And before you know it, the end of the year will be here. We're already going to be in August. Isn't that crazy? August, September, October, November, December. Those last five months, six months, well, five really, are going to go really fast. Especially when kids are in school, right? It's like time just speeds up for some reason. And then once you start getting into like October and even late September, the weather starts to change. Christmas starts coming out of the woodwork slowly. Thanksgiving starts coming around. Halloween. I like Halloween. I don't celebrate it because I'm Christian. But I like the costumes. I like the movies. Because they do those Halloween marathons with, you know, Halloween. Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and, you know, all the horror movies. Something that most Christians probably say I shouldn't be watching, but... I've been watching those things since I was a child. It's hard to put it away sometimes. And then lastly, just my book, my writing, my blogging. You know, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know if I ever tell anybody this, but you know, for my blog, it's at josephmeyercreatives.com. Joseph Meyer Creatives. Right? And I encourage you guys out there to go to my blog, check it out, 
follow it, subscribe to it, let me know what you feel, you know. There's a lot on there, a lot. My, my latest series that I'm working on, it's called Life in the Circus from Yesterday to Today, right? And I, I basically am doing a piece, and I've done about 15 of these pieces, on circus freaks, circus performers, the circus. You know, primarily right now it's focused on the performers like the freaks, and I hate to call them that. They're not freaks. They're people. They're human beings, but that's what they were called. From the bearded lady to, you know, camel girl to the tallest man. Um, there's so much out there, right? To, oh, one of my favorites is the elephant man, right? And I did, that one took a while because that was like, a, <laughs> that one took a, a while to, to, to write about, you know. So because there, there's just so much information out there, right, about the elephant man. Um, but I felt that was a good story to tell. And it's a it's a true story, obviously. But um, and then other other blogs in there, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day, other um, specific pieces on mental health, um, you know, birthdays. You know, uh, just a, a great deal of wealth of information that I put together. You know, the Mothman, I put, and this was one I wrote back in October of last year. Where has the where has Mothman been? My search for him and his existence, and I don't know if it's a he or she, obviously. But and I originally started writing. How long have I been writing these circus ones? Um, well, it's been a while. Let me see here. Wow, August 2nd of last year. That's amazing. I've been writing these circus blogs for almost well, a year now, basically. Started the first one on August 2nd, 2020. And I, I encourage you guys to check it out, you know. Prior to that, um, I wrote about evangelicals. I wrote about you know, Christianity, um, my podcast took place May 31st, 2020. And then I had a series of stories that I had written as a child. And those that go, that was in 2019. And I wrote about those and I, I put those in, in those forms right there. I put all my stories on there. So everything's there. A lot of a lot of just my opinion, just my, my life's work and things that really give you an idea of who I am, right? So again, that's josephmeyercreatives.com. So check it out, everybody, right? Check it out. Um, other than that, everybody, um, just live in life. Trying to be happy, pay the bills, keep food on the table, Right? Doing everything that most of us tend to do, right? And need to do, that is. But thank you everyone for being here with me. 
Thank you for hearing me out, hearing me rant, talk, rave, whatever you want to call it. I appreciate it. You know? You know? It's such an honor for you guys to hear me out out there, right? But that's life. Thank you, everyone, for joining me on another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I appreciate your commitment to being here with me every day or when I do speak. (laughs) Wishing everybody a blessed weekend, a blessed week, a new month of August coming up before us. And looking forward to just continuing bringing my pods to you. And again, remember, take a visit to josephmeyercreatives.com to check out my blogs. Send me a message. Reach out to me. Also, join my pod. Thank you for everyone for being here with me. Much love to everybody. And God bless. I'm gonna roll myself up in a big ball. And...